Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Next question is from uh, James, who is asking, I guess this is for me, but he said, you said clients have more power and they don't have to respond and you're right, but how do you go about getting them to respond so I can get that high paying client? Well, yeah, James, so I was talking more specifically once they've already hired you, especially um, you send them the work and you're like, here it is. And they're like, great. And you're like, can I get updates? Can I get this? Or and like, or maybe you need something to finish the job. And it takes them a long time. And I, you know, there's not really a ton you can do there besides being persistent. Um, but to your question about how do you get them to respond? Um, if they're like a prospective client, you're trying to land, uh, you know, like Justin, and I did that whole training yesterday. If you didn't watch it, please go watch it. Cause we basically show you the exact blueprint for how to do it. Um, it's in Justin's seven talk copy. There's a replay there. You can go see it, um, or on Justin's YouTube channel. But, um, Besides that, like you just follow up, man. Like I, I talk about this so much because it's so crazy. Like, you know, um, people just will email once or twice or something like that. And then if I don't respond, they give up. Like I, I always try to say, like, I'm not like I even today I have people soliciting me, like people solicit me a lot, but like, like I'm not a good person to solicit to write copy for. Cause like I can write my own copy. Like people are like, hey, here's some email creatives, right? Which is a cool approach and strategy. Like I'm like one of the best copywriters in the world. I can write email creatives in like 10 minutes. So sending me like three creatives to test for something that if you like little mini tangent, but like somebody, um, you know, was like, Hey, I wrote three emails for copy accelerator that you can promote. Right. Um, and they sent this to me two days ago and then, which they haven't emailed me since, which they, sh- they should do. Like they should already have emailed me again. I'm like, Hey man, did you get it? Like they should email me like every day for the next five to seven days at least. Um, but beyond that, um, like, it's like, do you see me, like I'm, I'm promoting the live event right now, but I don't do emails really promoting copy accelerator to my list. Like not like, Hey, join our mastermind. Right. Like I, we don't really do that. So I've never, if I'm never emailing about it. Then like those creatives aren't specific. If you were like, Hey, I see you are doing this live event. Here's three emails you could do for the live event. That would be like more useful and pertinent to me. But also I'm a copywriter. I'm actually not a great market, right? but there's so many business owners out there who are a good fit. So like, you know, just like people constantly try to pitch me on like writing for me, but it's like, I'm not because I teach the strategy, I get it, but I'm like, it's, it's not a good idea. Like I'm, I'm not like a good, uh, prospect, you know, um, I don't think it's super critical. This is like, I'm not like an offer. I mean, I am an offer, but like, you know, I'm, it's just different, I think. Um, but one yeah. Thing that, uh, yeah. One thing that helps me too with follow-up for like prospective clients, like when I first started out, I would just email people be like, Hey, did you read it? Did you read it? And like keep sending it over and over, which is better than not following up. But uh, then I quickly learned, like, you have to put some kind of new twist on it. Like, if you say, did you read it yet? And they don't reply, like, three days in a row, you should probably be like, hey, John, um, I just thought of this, like, new idea. And then maybe, like, briefly say it in a really curious way within one to two sentences. And be like, would you be interested in hearing about that? And just, like, something new and exciting that could help them. Or making Loom videos, like, pointing out different things on their site that they're not good at. 
Because like Stefan's really good at copy. He may not need that, but maybe there's something else going on that he, you know, hasn't found somebody else to do yet. In the same way, like I can speak to like Sam Oven's mastermind. I joined that one too. And like, there's some very high level people in there, but frankly, they're not very good at copy. So like when I go in there and I send them samples and like leave feedback on their posts, they're like blown away. And it's just two different markets. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Troy. Um, super good point. Yeah, be original. I mean, I uh, who was it? Was it uh, Parth, I guess, who like emailed me like 15, 17 times. And then I still didn't hire him because it was like, I'm same thing I just said. But he was so persistent and his emails were funny and creative every time that I gave him this big shout out and Justin Steven taught copy and then multiple, multiple people hired him to write emails for them after that. Um, and I gave him the shout out because I'm like, damn, I just appreciate that this guy's following up so much. Right. Um, so, yeah, just just but but yeah, not the same thing again. Like, hey, you don't you don't you can't get mad. right? As soon as you get like sort of pissed off or like sort of like feel like acting like you uh, have been slighted or deserved, as soon as you make me feel crappy about it. Like you can make me feel crappy, like in terms, like, if you're like, hey, dude, like blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm like, oh man, I should really respond to this person's email. That's one thing. But if you try to guilt me, like then I'm like, fuck this person. Like now I'm never going to reply, right? So important um, to, to not do that. Um, so yeah, cool. Uh, I'll let Michael I'll put a question in the chat. I'll, we can do that real quick. I mean, for an e-com list, what does a list manager charge, retainer and performance incentive, and where do you find them? Um, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. So the last question implies that you are an e-com list and you're trying to find somebody. Um, so what I charge is 5k a month plus roughly 5% of email revenue, depending upon you know the client. Um, I know people who charge more. Um, frankly, I could be doing a better job of that. But if you want somebody good, it's roughly gonna, you know, you can do the math and figure out what, how much that would be for you. Um, but as far as where to find them, and the same thing is true, like with finding like team members or, you know, copywriters or managers, you usually want to find them inside of a paying group because they've shown that they can invest in themselves. So like I have a job board, obviously Stefan has a job board. He charges more. So those people are, you know, typically going to be more advanced. Um, so yeah, I would probably recommend one of those two places. Sweet. Perfect, man. Um, yeah. 5% of gross sales generated. Yeah. Not, not your total company gross, but like 5% of what you're, they're, they're generating for you. Um, and then, yeah, very simple last one from anonymous attendee. So do you write with music or silence? So, um, I personally write with uh, silence. Everyone's different, but I like, I joke, I always would joke with, with my wife, Laura, that if I could go into like a perfect, like soundproof chamber, like a vacuum and write And just like, that would be my idea. I wear, I wear noise canceling headphones whenever, uh, whenever I'm writing, it's like at this point, even in that vacuum chamber, if it was like guaranteed, there'd be zero sound. I would still wear them because it's such a habit. Um, but everybody's different. I'm not sure about you, Troy, what you do. Yeah. So the only time I'll listen to music is when I'm doing something that's just very mindless. But I think it goes along with, you know, how a lot of people think that like there's some like big tool or like like software, or, like new like toy that they need to buy that's going to help them be more productive. Music is the same way. So like when I'm writing, I cannot listen to music or like when I'm sleeping, a lot of people are like, oh, listen to like this app on, you know, and they have this like binaural, like whatever that's going to help you fall asleep. I believed that for the longest time. And then I like stopped doing that. And I was like, I fall asleep so much faster <laughs> and not listening to things. And same thing, like people are like, oh, like what music should I listen to? I'm like, nothing. Like, just go ahead and write. And like 
be one in your thoughts. Like there's no way I can put out good copy when there's music playing in my head. I just don't know how people do that. And I think a lot of times I feel pressured because all these apps are like, hey, you need to listen to this, be more productive, download this. I'm like, 90% of those apps are trash and they literally make you work less productive, even though they claim it's more. Like simplicity is the key. I do not like to work on projects or with people who have complicated businesses. It's just not like conducive for happiness. Yeah, I love that. I agree so much. And I think like, yeah, like, so example, I talked about how I got like an aura ring and then I didn't like wearing a ring because like, like you're lifting weights, playing golf, whatever. So I got the whoop band, which I'm wearing right now, which I do like, um, I check it. But one thing I had like mentally to be like is because if you, if you open it and it's like your sleep was shitty last night, right. Then you're like, oh, I'm tired because my sleep and like, I, but like, I was like, well, I was going through life, like of the same sleep that I got last night and not feeling that tired. So like now this thing is telling me that I'm tired. So now I'm going to go around and just sort of use that as an excuse to be like, you know, kind of like, and I, I, I guarantee you a lot of people will do that stuff where now it's like, I only got, you know, five hours and 45 minutes. And I didn't get enough REM and deep sleep. So like, fuck, I can't do anything today. Right. But if you hadn't actually looked at the, like the app, you never would have, you never think that, right. You'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm a little tired. Gotta get my shit done. Yeah, um, I 100% agree on that one. So like I have an aura ring too. Sam ovens recommended it. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to get one. Uh, but I got it and I, I don't wear it around anymore because it's just a hassle. I wear it when I sleep, but I don't check it every day. Like what yeah. I'm trying to get out of it is just like identify patterns and notice things. But I, for the exact reason that you mentioned, I do not like look at it every day because if your brain sees, hey, you're supposed to be tired, you will feel more sluggish. Totally. And the same thing, like uh, like other companies have done the same. So I used to have that thing when um, the, like the progressive, like where it tracks your driving. And I actually found that like they were basically bribing me to like save $50 by like having them track my driving. But like, what is the, like the, the theory with like the dog and the ringing bell? You probably know that. Yeah, pop off. yeah. 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 So like I was training myself to not want to hear that. So there were a couple of times where like, I really should have braked hard because like somebody pulled out in front or whatever. And I didn't do it because I didn't want to hear the beep. And I'm like, I could have died right there. Because <laughs> I tried to save $50. Like I just threw that shit out immediately. I was like, it was not worth it. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, going back to like, I put in the chat for people who are on the Zoom call, but like, yeah, even just stuff like notifications, like I, you cannot pay me um, any amount of money to enable notifications for any app. It's like every single app wants to do it, right? I mean, including Aura and Whoop. And it's like, you know, get up and move, run around. Your sleep says, it's like, how does that make me more productive? I'm just being distracted all the time by stupid notifications on my phone. Like, I am the most, I'm wildly anti notifications. All right. That's just about it for today. Before we finish, though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high-level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words, and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi dot com forward slash subscribe and I will see you in my email list.